Welcome, Future Tribe, to episode 48 of the podcast. On this week's episode, we've got part two with Steph and Jill from Our Freedom Years. If you haven't listened to part one of our conversation, I would definitely recommend you going back and listening to that first before we get rolling on this episode. Speaking of which, uh, we look and talk about the different parts to financial freedom, what made Steph and Jill ultimately decide to pursue this lifestyle because they had to compromise a whole lot and they had to make difficult decisions around their spending and their saving. They then go on to discuss how content creation has, I guess, helped with their travel and actually motivated them to try out new experiences and get the most out of their retirement. We then finish off our conversation talking about whether Steph and Jill will continue to travel indefinitely that was my question they respond oh I guess you know it will you just have to wait and find out how they do respond and what they plan to do but one thing that they did make an intentional effort to point out is that travel isn't for everyone and that you should really take your time to self-reflect in order to figure out what makes you happy sacrificing and working hard is great but only if you're truly invested in the end goal that you have planned for yourself people take this approach of no one wants to work in life that they just should want to travel lie down on a beach somewhere and there's this idea that that is just the perfect life and what you should aspire to do and talking to Steph and Jill people who are actually doing that because they identify that that's what they wanted to do it becomes really obvious that you might not want to do that and just because other people say that you want to do it traveling and retiring early isn't just for everyone so this was a really good and interesting conversation I hope you enjoy this episode Welcome to the Future Tribe podcast, where we're all about taking your future to the next level. Whether it is interviewing guests or unpacking strategies, you know we will be talking about getting things done and backing you, a fellow optimistic go-getter. And now, as always, here is your host, the formidable, fortunate and highly favoured, Jermaine Muller. So one question I I do wonder is, how do you guys manage to travel with two dogs how, how is that sort of happening between countries is immigration a difficult thing so if you had asked us like three years ago if we ever imagined we would be traveling around with the world with our dogs like we would have thought this was the farthest thing for our minds <laughs> we did not even know it was possible and uh, somewhere along the line we discovered i think it was some some bloggers who who were doing it they had uh, uh small small dogs who can travel in the cabin um and we said hey like our dogs are small enough they could travel in the cabin so then that just got us thinking and imagining all the possibilities so our dogs can come right there uh in the plane with us which is a lot less stressful than them having to travel in the hold and in terms of all the the paperwork you know they need some they needed uh, rabies vaccination because there's no rabies in Singapore and a few few other, you know, a few few hoops to jump through. But now they have their EU pet passport, which allows them uh-huh. to travel between EU countries. And it's actually pretty fuss free. In fact, many of the countries haven't even looked at their paperwork. It has just been that easy. So, yeah, not, uh, right. not wow. too much trouble at all. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it goes to show that 
um, some things in life that look way more challenging and um, perhaps even unachievable. All you've got to do is do some research to sort of uncover the the truth behind it. And that goes to traveling with pets as well as uh, reaching financial independence fairly early. Now, did you, did you guys have any resources that you turned to, to get these tips and, uh, and is there a community that you follow? I know Reddit has a huge fire sort of community. Where did you guys turn to? So um, our very first exposure to this whole financial independence, retire early movement was through a few different blogs that we came across. And then we very quickly stumbled upon a podcast that's called Choose FI. And uh, I think we listened to all the episodes like we were listening, uh, you know, practically night and day. And through that, we, we found even more blogs and, uh, you know, we just kind of fell into the rabbit hole and, uh, you know, it went from there. So, so yeah, there's definitely tons of, tons of resources out there. And it's great because I, I do feel there's sort of something for everyone. You know, there's people who maybe are on lower income and strategies for, you know, getting out of debt even all the way through to, you know, people who want to travel the world, really, there's something for everyone. And I will say that this concept of financial independence, retire early, that had never occurred to me before. So Jillian had always had a hankering for freedom, never wanted to be behind a desk for whole life. Um, I, I was sort of the complete opposite. So I was very engaged in my career, I was very driven by climbing the ladder. And it wasn't until I felt very burnt out that I finally decided, hmm, maybe, maybe we should have a conversation about what our future looks like. And, you know, she had passed to me a couple of times sort of different articles, blog posts about, you know, various concepts about retiring early. And it, I mean, it had no appeal for me whatsoever. But then eventually she found a couple that just hit the right note. And they were people like me, they were professionals who were career focused, but who also envisioned something different for themselves. And, and, and that kind of opened my mind up to the possibilities. So I, I say this because, it, you know, financial independence wasn't something that I had been working for my whole life. It's something that when the time was right, for me, I, I was able to realize, ah, I could do things differently. And now that I've discovered the concept, I mean, there was just no turning back. Yeah, that, that, that sort of answers my question, but um, maybe we can ex- expand upon a little bit. But do you not think that you might turn to even working part-time in the future? Because I have this conversation with myself all the time. I couldn't imagine not doing what I'm doing. And I... Um, some people think it's sort of sad that I think about it this way, but I, I can't wait to work till I die. Um, not because I need to, but because of that sort of satisfaction that it gives me. H- how have you found that? That is a great question. And I, I honestly, I never considered the idea of stepping away from work because I couldn't imagine, you know, you know, what would my life be filled with if I wasn't working all the time. Mm. Um, but over the course of this the process and all the reflection that went with it, I, I realized that, um, yes, I am like a very productive person. I'm someone who wants to be challenged. I, I want to push myself. Um, and, and I do want to work hard, but it's just where am I spending all that energy? And I, I realized I don't need to go to a job and sit at a desk and, you know, send emails and go and sit in meetings in order to do that within an organization. You know, I now that I am financially independent, I can 
follow my passions and you know let those kind of guide my my direction so i still want to put in an effort and engage every day uh, but it's just you know where am i putting that energy mm -hmm. um, so you know for for us it was a great transition project as we stepped away from work um, which had taken up so much of our lives um, you know, we, we filled our lives quickly with the challenges of travel, but also the challenges of, you know, documenting um, how we were traveling and what we were doing and how we got there. Um, so that's been, you know, keeping us very busy. And it also has required us to learn a lot new, of new skills, which has been exciting as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mentioned the YouTube channel at the start, but um, we haven't gotten that much into it. But um, I imagine a YouTube channel, you know, would take a lot of time. I've I've sort of been considering it myself, but there's there's enough in my day to fill up most of it. But I'm still thinking I might give a YouTube channel a go. So it sounds like that's th those sorts of things is, uh, are not just passions of yours, but also things that take up time and let, lets you still learn and, and enjoy th enjoy things apart from work and travel. Yes, yeah, so there has been quite a steep learning curve. Um, I personally had never you know filmed anything, edited anything, really uh, no experience in that area. Stephanie did have a background having studied journalism. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but for me, you know, everything, like I had to learn everything from scratch. And so, uh, that's been, uh, pretty fun, uh, but also a fair bit of work to kind of get up to speed on the technical side of things. And, and then as well, it's, it's so complementary to, to what we're doing because as we travel, you know, say for example, we're planning, we want to have an episode that's talking about flow travel in a particular, in a particular city or country, then we really think okay, what are all the experiences? We need to make sure we have all the great experiences so that we can share those with others. So it really goes hand in hand um, and encourages us to make sure that we get out there and make the most of this time on the road. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it's awesome. I, I love that sort of that concept of living things out and sort of testing things out for yourself properly before then turning around and generating or using that to generate content to help others. I think while it might seem like a lot of people out there are doing that, I think a lot of people also um, don't really take the time to jump into it and really understand what's going on. Um, so it sounds like, you know, you, you're, you guys are able to come up with really valuable content because you've got the time to pay attention to those details that, um, you know, if you were doing it as a, as a side gig, for example, you probably wouldn't be able to invest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's been, it's been uh, great uh, learning all these things and then both in terms of uh, the background of uh, doing all the YouTube stuff, but also all the places that we've been visiting as well. Yeah, yeah. So, what are your what are your plans, sort of moving forward? Is there is it to travel for the rest of your lives, or is it um, to travel for a little while longer and settle down somewhere? What does what does that look like? So, our our plan is. I mean, we certainly wanted to travel for two to three years. Um, the way we have our travel set up right now, and again, this is all in hopes that our, our global crisis around, you know, the pandemic will eventually be lifted. But our premise of our travel is that we would be going, we would spend a month in each country. So we are slow traveling. And we are also emphasizing going overland as much as possible. It's not always possible. So we have had a number of flights. But the overland idea it helps slow things down a bit and it's more enjoyable for us and also our dog. Mm -hmm. So we 
we had planned to base ourselves in the Balkans over the spring and summer period, and then getting into fall, explore other parts of Europe. And then hopefully we'll be hopping across continents and making our way to South America and exploring that whole region, which we have never spent any time in. So that, that's our, our general travel plan. And we are envisioning that this process of slow travel will help us understand where in the world we love being. Uh So potentially in the future, maybe we would be spending longer periods of time in, you know, in a couple places that we really, we love and enjoy. So this is a time when we can, you know, discover, do we love cities? Do we love small towns? Do we want to be in the mountains? Do we want to be by the ocean? And it's really exciting to be able to experiment in that way and, and discover, you know, what it is you love and where you want to be. Yeah, that's, you guys have, you know, I wanted, I was about to say you guys are fortunate to be able to do that, but I think that uh, saying you're fortunate takes away from the sacrifice and the effort you've had to put in to get to where you are. No, I mean, we're definitely fortunate. We're, we're so grateful um, to, to have this opportunity in spite of, you know, having worked towards it. I, I think, you know, having been born in you know, a stable country and uh, a place where we could get education and uh, have the opportunity to work towards this. Yeah, we, we definitely recognize how fortunate we are. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. But I think also um, for anyone listening, you also I think some people sometimes use, you know, fortune or the lack thereof to put off um, Mm -hmm. making decisions and and taking it upon themselves to, I guess, grasp, you know, their lives and and take control of their lives. Um, So I think it's a nice, it's awesome that you guys see that, you know, you had a foundation that allowed you to get to where you are, but simultaneously wasn't, you know, it wasn't just something that happened to you. It's, it's a very conscious effort that you guys have gone through to, to get to where you are now. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. It's, it's just one of the, it's, it's a pet, pet peeve of mine. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can tell, but um, it's something that, you know, I just come across all the time. Um, people say, say, say to me that, you know, oh, you're just so, so lucky that you can do that. You know, you're so lucky that you can go home in the middle of the day because you're really tired. But, you know, in reality, I'm tired because I spent three times longer yeah. working, um, air quotes, um, over the last, you know, 24 hours than that person did because I have my own, own thing. It's just, it's just, how you set things up for yourself that allow you to have those decisions and make make those sure. decisions yeah. i guess it's more than um, luck but uh, yeah we're definitely grateful but yeah it, it does take hard work. Yeah. yeah well exactly it's 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 more than it's more than luck but it's um not just for luck sure. alone <laughs> do, do you have any any tips before we get into the top 12 i think the top tip i would just say is that the main thing is to be honest with yourself about what what is important to you? You know, you mentioned for yourself that, you know, you're, you're happy with working and the work that you're doing. And that's fantastic. You know, no one should say to you, oh, well, you shouldn't be happy with that. You should be making sacrifices and saving so that you could do something else. Of course, that's not right. So it's really just about, you know, being honest with yourself about what's important to you and laying that out and, and working towards that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think the big thing there is being being honest to yourself, not sort of letting your letting yourself make excuses and um, sort of being accountable as much as possible. Um Getting into the top 12. So do you guys listen, read books, listen to podcasts um, on your travels? 
Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, one of them uh, I mentioned already, a podcast, which was called Choose FI, which was our, you know, our entryway, mm-hmm. you could say, into many, many different other um, creators uh, of content on this topic. So um, <clears throat> another, uh, another resource that we have turned to quite a bit as we have been examining our own habits and trying to build new one. Um, so James Clear, Atomic Habits, who actually has done the rounds on many of the podcasts that we have listened to. Um, so it's a great book uh-huh. um, about developing good habits and what are what are sort of the foundational pieces and how you can recognize bad habits and try to eliminate them. So anything around habits is really important if you're trying to build up your savings or you know cut down on some extravagance because a lot of the things that that we do on an everyday basis are are very you know we've developed them to the point where they're totally unconscious things that we do that actually maybe it's buying that coffee every morning you just find yourself in starbucks without even thinking about it so habits yes um, become quite critical on that path to becoming financially independent or you know really reaching any goal that you might have yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, top three software or tools that you can't live without. How do you guys schedule things or how do you guys keep track of time? Because I assume, you know, traveling, there might be restrictions around visas and how much time you can spend. Um, how, do you, how do you manage that as sort of a side question? Uh, in terms of our travel, because we're, we're doing slow travel, that part of it is quite well planned out. Um, but in terms of our day-to-day time management, uh, we use this tool called Todoist, which is this really great sort of way of keeping your daily or weekly or monthly checklist. And it's where you can put in what you want to do, but not just for that day. So say you want to do something every week, you can put it in and it will automatically appear in your to-do list every week or even once a year. So you can put birthdays in there, you can put every, everything in there. And honestly, it's sort of taken over most of our other sort of time management uh, tools. Yeah, so Todoist, it's a handy, handy tool that we Todoist use every single day. One. Yeah, it's, this is a good one for us because of course, we, we don't have a Monday to Friday nine to five job. So we need to ensure that we have some sort of structure in place within our days, within our weeks, so that we, you know, we feel that we're productive. So this helps us to stay, I think, a bit more on track. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anything else that comes to mind in terms of uh, software tools? Yeah, so a really um, key piece of software that we also use every day is is called You Need a Budget. And uh, there's a lot of tools like this out there. This happens to be the one that we use, but it's basically for tracking our spending. So we do not spend a dollar without noting it down in this uh, You Need a Budget. And it just Mm -hmm. helps us make sure that we're sticking within the budgets that we've allocated across different categories of spend. And it's something that is a conversation at the start of each month. We kind of decide where our spending, where we expect it to be. And then we can kind of flex it during the month. But it's always um, an active process, uh, not just, oh, you know, the end of the month, suddenly we've you know overspent by $1,000. Where did it go? So yeah, that's a key, <laughs> yeah. key thing for us uh, since, you know, we do need to keep to the plan. Yeah, yeah, and and sort of be very aware of um, where every dollar is going. Even if even if you weren't financially independent and you know retired, um, it's just a useful thing to to be aware of in your in your day to day lives. Because mm-hmm. as we established before, money can just sort of be spent without you even realizing it, more or less. Yeah, and we did start using it where we. Uh, you know, officially became uh, financially independent. Okay. Okay. So you've been using it for a little while now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I did hear about it um, on a, on a, but a YouTube was talking about how good it is, even, even compared with a lot of the other similar tools out there. Apparently, you need a budget is just really, really good and really, really detailed. So thanks for that tip. Um, top three mantras you try and live by. Sure. So the, the first one, which we repeat to ourselves a lot, especially <clears throat> during some challenging times, is anything is possible. So we have set ourselves some crazy goals. So where we are right now today, I mean, I never expected to be sitting in this situation. I never expected to be sitting with my two little dogs in Italy or in Europe, you know, being on the road, financially independent, but because we have been saying to ourselves, it's possible, let's just try, we're just going to try, we're going to find a solution, we're going to find a way around it, we're going to find a way to get these dogs on a plane and get ourselves and, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, achieve our financial goals, anything is possible. So that has been very motivating for us. Yeah, that's, that's, that is so true. Just, just to add that in there. Um, I, I love that sort of having that optimism that anything is possible and just giving it a go and seeing, you know, worst case scenario, you work out that, okay, maybe it's not possible. It's not as easy as you thought, but um, at least you sort of give it a go and find out. Yeah. And if I can add one for myself, um, I like to think that everything is a matter of perspective and that is uh, particularly useful. Maybe if something negative happens and, you know, you have that knee jerk, like, oh, like, this is, this is bad. You know, I'm sad about mm. this, but sometimes if you take a step back and you say, everything's a matter of perspective, you think more about, okay, what opportunities has this brought? So uh, if we, if we uh, talk about our, our current situation, you know, suddenly we're, we're stuck in Italy. We don't know what's going on, but actually we've had the opportunity to uh, have a few weeks of quiet reflection here where we are. We're, we're looking at mountains literally right now, looking across Lake Como. So it's actually really beautiful here. And so I think in, in most situations, there's at least something positive that can be taken from it. So yeah, remembering that everything's a matter of perspective, that's uh, something that helps me keep in that positive mind space. Yeah, that, that's, that's a very, very important sort of thing to, to remind yourselves that, yeah. It, and ultimately, you know, a lot of people out there who are not, not having it as good as you, no matter um, what you sort of think um, in the moment. The last one, uh, top three people you follow and uh, slash study and why? You mentioned, who was it further, further up? Uh, was it Atomic Habits? Sure. Who's the yeah. guy there? Um, so for that uh, one, it's uh, James, James Clear. Clear. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so yes, very, very inspiring. Um, I, I have another one though, and, and this was one that really kept me focused as we were, we had the finish line in sight as we were pushing through on our frugality and trying to reach our goals. And so that is Mrs. Frugalwoods, who is a very popular blogger within the financial independence community, who is based in the United States. And she is famous for being extremely frugal um, and runs kind of free online course around um, having a frugal month. So I, I did this free online email course actually a couple times and it was really helpful for me in terms of identifying areas where we could start reducing. So she's written a book and she writes a blog um, and just is a very inspiring person when it comes to figuring out ways to enrich your life while spending less. 
and if yeah. I could, I, I'd love to add one in there. Um, and of this course. one is an Australian. Yeah, uh, Tia Claire Toomey. She is CrossFit champion. She was the fittest woman on earth, which is the CrossFit champion uh, title three times running the last three years and an Olympian, Olympic powerlifter as well. So I really admire her perseverance and athleticism. So yeah, she's someone that I'm always uh, checking in on to see how she's doing with uh, with her CrossFit pursuits. Yeah, fantastic. As as always, um, we'll we'll include links to all this um, in the show notes in the description, and I might be checking with you guys just to clarify some of the names um, um, if if we need to. But all that information, um, Future Tribe, will be in the description, um, so you can check out all those different people. And of course, we'll link to your YouTube channel as well, guys. Was there any anywhere else that we can find out more about you? Any any parting words? Um, so uh, the YouTube channel is called Our Freedom Years. And so for anyone who's interested in the topics of financial independence, slow travel, or even uh, travel with dogs, we have uh, how-to videos on all of those topics. So you can check us out on YouTube. And as well, we have Instagram, uh, Our Freedom Years as well. So yeah, please uh, check us out. Um, uh, you can ask us questions in the comments. We love to engage with people. So yeah, hope uh, hope that you can enjoy some of uh, what we have to share. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me today, Stephanie and Jillian. Um, we'll definitely, like I said, link to everything um, in, in the description. And um, I hope you guys stay safe over there in Italy. Thanks. Same to you. And thanks so much for having us today. Thank you for listening to the Future Tribe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast app.